Welcome to the Wealthy Coach Podcast, where I teach you how to become wealthy AF in your business, your mindset, your coaching, and your life. I'm your host, Kendra Perry. I am a former functional health coach turned online business mentor for health coaches, practitioners, and professionals. I'm here to help you grow the online business of your dreams by teaching you the strategy, the tech, and by helping you cultivate the mindset you need to be a badass health entrepreneur. I'm blunt, I'm to the point, and I'll probably drop an F-bomb or two, so fasten your seatbelts and get ready to become wealthy AF. Hey, my friend, what's up? Welcome back to the Wealthy Coach Podcast. I'm your host, Kendra Perry, and so excited to be here as always. And this is episode 200 of the Wealthy Coach Podcast. Can you believe that? I mean, if you're just joining in, you're probably like, yeah, I can believe that, but I can't believe I've done 200 different episodes of this. I have shared so much amazing content and I've had so much fun doing it. So I wanted to actually do something kind of special for the 200th episode. I was going to reach out to some of my colleagues and get different experts to kind of weigh in on a topic. But honestly, I'm just not that organized. So instead, today I am bringing you behind the scenes and giving you all the insider secrets of my most successful launch ever, my three-day six-figure wellness offer challenge. So these episodes are usually very popular. I know a lot of you guys like to kind of know how I make my money and how I run these events. And as a business coach, I actually think it's really important to be incredibly transparent with how I make my money. A lot of business coaches, they won't tell you numbers. They won't tell you about conversion. They won't really tell you what they're doing behind the scenes. And it can be a little bit misleading in the sense that maybe it seems a lot easier than it is. And so I always like to be really honest and really transparent with you about how I actually make my money, how my launches actually go, and what my conversion actually looks like. Okay. Now, truthfully, I didn't actually think I would ever do a free challenge again. I did a five-day free challenge in February of 2022. I believe I called it the Craft Your Signature Offer Challenge. And it was very successful in the fact that lots of people signed up, people were very engaged, and they got a lot out of it, but it was incredibly stressful for me. And a lot of this was my fault. So the first thing I did wrong with that previous challenge is when I delivered the challenge at the end of the training, I didn't have any rules or boundaries on how people could post it. So I essentially had hundreds of people posting into our Facebook group at all times of day, and I was giving them feedback, and they were asking follow-up questions, and then I was giving more feedback. And even with the help of the HCA coach at the time, I was still in the group giving feedback and doing coaching for about 12 hours a day, which if you know me, I'm very much a lifestyle entrepreneur and that is not my style. It was really exhausting. And then I didn't have any rules on when people could post their challenge. So it was like day five and people were posting their challenge from day one and I was still giving them feedback. I was still going back and forth. I just really wanted people to get so much out of it. But ultimately I had no boundaries and that made me frustrated and bitter and exhausted. Now, the other thing that didn't go quite right with that challenge is five days is a long time. Something I've learned as someone who's done a few events that are are five days is that five days is a lot. It's a lot of time to be really on and to show up and be your best self and be in your best energy. And honestly, 
same for the audience, right? People start to get burnt out and really people will start to drop off the longer your challenge goes on. So essentially what I did was I did four days of challenge content and then I did a bonus training, a bonus training. I'm doing that in air quotes because it really was just the webinar on the final day where I sold HCA. And while the challenge was successful, I believe I made about 30 grand or something like that. The conversion was not better than any of my live webinars. And obviously a live webinar is one one hour event, a lot less work. And so it really made me think, okay, yes, this was successful. Yes, it was fun. Yes, people loved it, but it didn't increase my conversion and it was like 20 times the work. But for some reason, I really wanted to try again. I just sort of felt that I could do it better and I could actually increase my conversion with it. Because since February 2022, the price of HCA has increased. And I have a lot of people on my list who've come in through ads. And I just really felt that instead of a webinar, people probably need just maybe a longer sort of on-ramp, a longer time to get to know me and what I do before they were ready to buy. And so I really started to think about how I could do this better. And I actually have to credit my online business manager, Elise Colson, for giving me the idea because she had done some work with another coach who had taught her how to do a three-day challenge where she didn't also do a webinar and she pitched on the second and third day. And to me, that sounded pretty smart because what I noticed with the last challenge is by day five, you actually get the lowest amount of engagement because people have dropped off, gotten distracted and moved on to other things. So the most engaged days of the challenge are the first and second day, and then things start to decline. And so it felt a little silly to run this webinar on the fifth day when it was actually the least engaged day. And this is when I was selling. So it actually made a whole lot of sense to me to be pitching on day two and three when people were significantly more engaged. So I really love the idea of not also having to do a webinar. I also love the idea of it being three days. And with the help of Elise, she is such a great member of my team. She manages all the day-to-day in my business and also gives me ideas too. I love having her input. But essentially, she said, instead of just allowing people to post their challenge at any point, why not just put out a thread a single thread where they have to post their challenge in the comments and you're just on there for one hour a day giving feedback. And you essentially say, I will give everyone who has their challenge posted between three and four, one piece of feedback. And if I have time at the end, I will go back and answer follow-up questions. And so that's what I did. And that worked so much better. I was literally only giving feedback from 3 to 4 p.m. And people totally respected that. No one complained. And I didn't have people posting outside of that thread. And I was very explicit with once that day's over, once 4 p.m. comes and goes, I will not be giving any more feedback on previous day's challenges. And again, Everyone respected that. I did have a few people ask me, but I stayed really true to my boundaries. And I said, no, unfortunately, I can't. I'm only doing it on these times. You know, and if I say one, say yes to one person, I'm going to literally be here all weekend. And honestly, I was there all weekend. So that's not even exaggerating because with my previous challenge, I literally ended up giving feedback over the weekend. And this is a free challenge. People aren't paying for it. I can't just give away all of myself for free. Okay. So I was very excited with the format of this. Now, the other thing I did differently is I actually taught a whole lot less. With my previous challenge, I gave a lot of the how-to away. I gave a lot away. And something that I've learned over the past couple years is that 
the more how-to you give away and the more information you give away in any sort of event, whether it's a challenge or a workshop or anything that involves selling, the less sales you will make. And the reason for this is because truthfully, in any topic, there's a whole lot that goes into it. But when you give away a whole lot of how-to, people actually believe that they have everything they need to succeed when really they have only a tiny piece of the puzzle and then they don't end up investing in themselves or investing in you because they think they can go out and execute it on their own when truthfully they don't have all the information to do so. So in this challenge, I really stuck with kind of the higher level stuff. And what I sort of filled the time with is telling more stories, speaking more to my experience and really trying to connect and relate with the audience. And it's amazing. Something I've learned is even though it can feel really scary to reduce the amount of teaching you were doing on a webinar or something like a challenge, even though it can feel scary because you think, well, people aren't going to get value out of it, they actually get more value out of it. When you focus on shifting paradigms, shifting beliefs, and busting industry myths, that actually serves your people way more than giving them the how-to. And when I first started doing this in webinars, when I first learned about this, I was really scared. I thought, oh my God, people are not going to find this valuable. They're just going to think this is a sales video. But really, I get way more positive feedback when I teach less than when I teach more. Isn't that funny? Okay. So let's get into the numbers. And I'm going to tell you about the number of people who enrolled, the number I spent on ads, etc. Okay. So I had 660 people enroll in the challenge. Now, my goal was 800. So I was about 140 short of that goal. Okay. And a big reason for that is that we ended up having a really high cost per lead on the ads that we ran. And they were much higher than what I anticipated. I'm going to talk a little bit more about that when I talk about what went well and what went wrong. Okay. I spent 11500 on ads. So this was the most amount of money I'd ever spent on ads for a live event. I did do a tripwire. And if you're not familiar with that, I actually hate the name of that tripwire. It's kind of weird. But essentially what a tripwire is, is an offer that you offer a person on a thank you page after they've opted in for something for free. And it should be relatively low price. So mine was about $27. And I offered a template for a sales page for the program. And it really should be something natural. So something that is related to what you're offering. So I'm offering a challenge that's showing them how to create and sell their online program. And then I'm offering a beautifully written sales page template that they can use to sell their program. It's very valuable. I think it's valued at like $1,000 because you could use that template and sell a high ticket program. But I gave it away for $27. And I had a 7% conversion, meaning that for everyone who landed on that page, 7% bought. That's pretty typical. When I think of tripwire conversion, I think about 7 to 8%. So that was right on point. So I generated about $1,500 in sales, which was great, right? Because that kind of recouped a little bit of my ad spend. So of those 660 who enrolled, 300 joined the Facebook group and 25 ended up enrolling in HCA. And that was a 4% lead to sale conversion. And when I do launches, I think it's really important to set goals. And I always know that I'm probably not going to hit my goal, but I do it because it kind of trains your brain to believe what's possible. Right. So I always like to do, instead of having one goal, I always like to have a good, better, and best goal. And so I'm like, good is this, better is this, and best is this. And I like that because it's a range in which the good goal is something that I feel pretty confident on making. So if I get that, I still feel like, great, I accomplished my goal. 
Okay. And so for example, my good goal was converting at 2%. Now I have never converted lower than 2% in any live launch, even the ones that didn't go that well. For example, the launch that I did in July, I had a bunch of tech issues. I messed up the Zoom. There was all these glitchy things that happened and I only converted at about 2.5%. And that was actually my lowest lead to sale conversion. And when I say lead to sale conversion, I should probably define that. Lead to sale conversion is the percent of people who convert based on the number of people who enrolled. So what it means is that of the 660 people who enrolled, 4% bought. And it's a very easy calculation. You just divide the number of sales, which in this case is 25, by the number of people in the event. In this case, it's 660. You divide that and you're going to get a decimal point. You just times that by 100 to get that percentage, which is 4% in this case. Okay. So I got 25 sales and then five people purchased our downsell. Now, a downsell is something that I haven't really utilized much in my business, but essentially what a downsell is, is something that you offer people after the close cart to all the people who didn't purchase. And it's something that should be at least 50% lower in price, if not less, something that is still valuable, something that they still want, but essentially gets some sales from the people who maybe couldn't afford the bigger offer. Okay. So it was my first time experiencing a downsell and we made an extra $5,000. So I'll call that a win. Now, my total revenue was just under $70,000. This was my biggest revenue launch to date. It was actually a 52% increase of my last best revenue generating launch, which was in June. So I was very happy with this. And then with the ads, we did about 57,000 in profit. So very excited about that. So it was a great launch and it wasn't only great because I made a lot of revenue. It was great because I had the most amount of fun that I've ever had in a launch and it was the least amount of stress. Really, all I did was I showed up for one hour a day over the three days and a couple hours on the final day because I did do a bonus day. I'll talk about that in just a second. And then I spent an hour from three to four answering people's questions and giving them feedback on their challenge. So it wasn't that much work and people loved it. I got so much fantastic feedback from it and it wasn't stressful at all. Okay. So essentially what I did, this is kind of the whole strategy of the challenge. I did three days, okay? So over the three days, I taught people how to create and sell their online program. So in day number one, we talked about messaging and niching. In day number two, we talked about actually developing the program. And in day number three, we talked about setting up a sales and marketing system. Now I had a bonus day four. And in the bonus day four, and this was another recommendation from my amazing online business manager, Elise, I had a student panel. So I brought in six HCA students all at different levels in their business. So I had one student who was very early on. She just finished the program and just sort of launched her program for the first time. But then I also had a few students who were in some of the first rounds of HCA back in 2020 and 2021 so that people could really get a sense of what the journey looked like. And essentially what we did is I asked questions to the students and I really wanted to showcase what it was like to have a program, like what it actually looked like, what people were charging and what the success looked like. And then I gave the audience the opportunity to ask them questions. So people really loved this because they really wanted to see, okay, well, how many people are in your program? 
what are you charging? Like, how many people are you working with at a time? Like, what are you doing to sell it? Like, and so this was incredibly valuable for the audience. And then it was also a fantastic testimonial for HCA because the students were amazing and they were just like, do HCA. It's amazing. I couldn't have the success without it. HCA gives you everything you need, the step by step process. Kendra's team is amazing. It was honestly on my end, I loved it. It actually made me feel so good because I'm sure you can resonate with this. I think as coaches, sometimes we can go through phases in our head, we can get stuck in our head and wonder if what we are doing really matters. And I'm just like anyone else. I'm human. And sometimes I just feel like, am I really helping people? Does what I do actually matter? And having that student panel made me realize that, yeah, what I do matters. It really matters. And honestly, it just felt really good. So I love that. So we did that. And then I did a bonus question and answer session after the student panel where people could ask me questions. And I strategically placed some questions about HCA so that I could speak a little bit more about the program. And everything was really well attended. And people were just really pumped. And I had so many people reaching out to me and just saying, Kendra, this was like the most fun. This was super valuable. I learned so much. Like I'm so grateful for you. And so overall, from a fulfillment standpoint, I felt very fulfilled. Okay, so now I want to talk about what didn't go well and what went well. So we will start with what didn't go well, and then we'll finish with the positive. So anytime I do a launch, and I highly encourage that you do the same, I always do a little journal exercise and I think about, okay, what didn't go well and what can I improve on next time and what went well? Okay. And I always like to start with kind of the negative and what didn't go well and brainstorm solutions. And then I think about all the things that went really well. Okay. So what didn't go well was our cost per lead for ads. With the last challenge I did, I had about a $17 cost per lead. Okay. So that means for every person who subscribed, I paid $17. Now, if that sounds really high, it is, but I'm in the B2B space, right? Business to business. I pay significantly more for ads than you do in the business to consumer space. So if you're a health coach, personal development coach, don't worry, you will pay significantly less for your ads if you do them right. You can probably pay less than $10. Me, $17 for a live event is kind of pretty typical. And that's what I got in my last challenge. And I always look at history, right? So I have a lot of data in my ads manager dashboard because I've been running ads for the past three years. And I can go back and get a sense of what we typically pay. And so I expected to spend somewhere around like $15 to $20 per lead. And we ended up spending about $26 or $27. So the cost per lead was very high. Now, Part of this was because I actually started working with an agency and they were not utilizing my audiences properly. Meaning that even though I gave them the information, you know, I work with health coaches, practitioners, professionals, life coaches, that sort of thing, they were only targeting health coaches. So our audience size was actually really small, making the cost per lead quite expensive. So I was able to catch this at the beginning of the launch. And I'm like, no, we need to be targeting like medical doctors, like therapists, counselors, life coaches, spiritual coaches, like all these things. And so we were able to get the cost per lead down with that. But truthfully, I think a lesson that I've really learned is that I actually do better running my own ads. 
And so I have had a lot of ads managers over the past three years, and they tend to be very expensive. And yes, it is nice to have someone running your own ads, takes something off your plate, but I'm actually pretty good at running my own ads. And I have been able to get a significantly lower cost per lead with my ads than this agency has. And I've been working with them for about three months and all of the cost per leads have been significantly higher than what I would get myself. So it's just not working out, right? It's just not working out, which is fine. That was sort of a mistake. I actually don't think I should have outsourced my ads. Just at the time, I was feeling a bit overwhelmed and I was sort of moving on from a coach I'd been working with and I'd been getting a lot of ad support through the coaching program I was in. So when I moved on, I felt a little bit lost. But what I sort of learned is that I need to trust myself. And actually, I would do much better running my own ads. And I actually have a colleague who does one-on-one ads sessions. And I think what would serve me better for next time is just to hire him to help me set up the ads for the launch and then just give me some feedback on optimizing them. But I feel very confident doing them myself. Okay. So that cost per lead was much higher. And that was a big reason why we didn't get the 800. I wanted to get 500 through ads and I got about something like 370 or something like that just because the higher cost per lead. Now, I wasn't super happy either with our conversion into the Facebook group, meaning that 660 people registered, but only 300 joined the Facebook group. Now, what I will tell you is that number, it's about, I believe it was about 45%, is very much in the realm of normal. So when you run a live event, unfortunately, not everyone is going to join the Facebook group where the, even if that's where the event takes place, people just sign up for things and then things come up or they lose interest or they forget or whatever. It's just very normal. And a very normal conversion is about 40 to 60%. Now with my last challenge, I believe we got somewhere around 60%. So I was hoping to get around 50 to 60%, but it was lower. This is a different time. There's more going on. And so while it was still within the realm of normal, I do wish it was a little bit higher. So I've actually been brainstorming different ways that I could incentivize people to join the group. And what I was thinking was to actually put some bonus videos in the group that are already there. So when people sign up for the challenge, I can direct them to the Facebook group to get the bonus videos. Okay. Cause really I'm telling people, I'm like, request access, request access. And I mean, that's not that compelling. So why not just open up the group once I start running the ads and start promoting the challenge and give them two or three really high value bonus videos in the group. So they actually want to go watch those and maybe that will increase our conversion into the group. So that is something I'm going to try for next time. Now, the other thing that didn't go super well was my 8am start. Typically when I do anything in the morning, I don't start until 9am. And for some reason with this challenge, I was like, well, let's just start at 8am. We can get it over with and then I can be done for the day. But 8am is just a little bit early. I just felt really rushed. I am an early riser. I'm typically up around 6 or 6.30, but I felt like I had no time to like sit and have a tea or like go for a walk. I just sort of woke up got dressed, did my hair, put my makeup on, and I was like right into it. And honestly, I don't think I'll do that again. I think 9am is a much better time for me. So that is a lesson learned. But overall, most things went really well. We had a couple issues with emails. It was one email that went out where in the name field, the person's name hadn't been added and actually said name. We had a little bit of an issue that we can't quite figure out with the first downsell email that went out. It like sent out the wrong link, but then like fixed itself. There was some sort of weird tech glitch going on there. And honestly, we still don't know what happened. This is all very normal in a launch, but overall, 
it was great. And I don't actually have a lot to say that didn't go well because overall it just went really well. Now, what went extra well was honestly the entire challenge, right? My stress was low, my fun level was high, and I did not feel stressed out throughout the entire launch. Now, typically I'd get a little bit of anxiety because I'm not someone who typically does a fast action bonus. And so a fast action bonus is just something you would offer that would disappear in the first day or two of the launch to sort of incentivize people to buy early. Because human nature dictates that most people are going to buy right before the deadline, sometimes just in the hours before the cart closes. It's just human nature. So if you want to get early sales, you sort of need to incentivize people to buy early. And I used to do this, but I've sort of moved away from it, mostly out of laziness, because truthfully, it does work. And so normally, I get most of my sales in the last few days. And truthfully, that can be really stressful, right? Because you're not getting sales and the deadline's almost here and you're like, oh my God, I'm not going to get sales. And sometimes that just really sucks. Okay. But I think because of the way that I did the pitch, I did it on the end of day two and the beginning of day three. So when people were the most engaged, I actually got a sale before the challenge was even over. And then I had several more trickle in at the end of the week. So I actually got consistent sales throughout the launch, which isn't typical for me. And so that made my anxiety like, None. I had no anxiety. I wasn't worried. I just felt really confident that I was going to make the sales that I wanted to get. Okay. So the whole kind of mental health aspect of my launch was very good. The student panel was another thing that went really well. I really appreciated the students who showed up. They were great ambassadors for the program. And I really loved how it gave the participants of the challenge the opportunity to ask questions to real people who have successful online programs. And truthfully, I think that really helped my sales. Okay. I did business audits. This went really well. And so the way that I delivered the workbook for the challenge, so everyone who joined the challenge got a workbook. And the way that I did it was through a DM automation. And so I use a service called ManyChat. ManyChat is partnered with Meta. So you can use it for Instagram or Facebook. But essentially, I had it set up so that when people DM'd me the word challenge workbook, they got the workbook automatically through DM. And I did that because I wanted to get connected with everyone in direct message because what I offered people on day three was a free business audit. I said, hey, If you are not sure if HCA is the right program for you, DM me the word biz audit. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to take a look at your social media and any links that you have connected to it. And I will quickly know if you are a good fit for HCA. And I'll give you a little bit of feedback. And I don't use sales calls for selling. And so I thought this is a really nice way to add in a little bit of personalization and a little bit of opportunity to chat with me. Because truthfully, sometimes people just want to hear from me and know that they're actually a good fit for the program. So I had about 20 or 30, maybe 30 people take me up on that, which was awesome. And I was able to give them little biz audits. So I used Loom, which is a screen share recording. And I went over everything. I said, yep, like, see this, see this, we would help you optimize this. We would help you optimize this, blah, blah, blah. And then I sent them a little screen recording, which is very personalized. And people really love that. And basically everyone, I think with the exception of a a couple, Everyone who got a biz audit actually ended up signing up for HCA. So I think that really worked because it really gave them a little inside view of what it's like to work with me because that's actually something that I do for my students inside HCA. When they need feedback on something, I will often give them a little screen recording so that they get more feedback and it's not just typing. Yeah. So that worked really, really well. 
So honestly, overall, I loved it. I'm going to do it again. I'm going to do it again in January. I might do a little bit of a different spin on it. But truthfully, when you do something that is successful, you should really just rinse and repeat the exact thing. I'm actually going to pull all the transcripts from the videos that I did, from the live streams that I did. And I'm going to use that for my script for when I do this in January, because I don't want to change much. It went really well. I really should just be duplicating what works. And so I'm very excited to redo that in January. So I hope this was helpful. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Wealthy Coach Podcast. Again, I like to be really transparent with how much money I make, how I'm making money, and what I'm actually learning. Because personally, I just don't think business coaches are transparent enough And I feel that oftentimes they only talk about the positives and the good things. And I like to kind of share the dark things with you or the things that didn't go very well. So I will see you, my friend, next Monday, same place, same time where I help you become wealthy AF.